Happy Masters Week and welcome to the Green Feed Podcast. My name's Robert and I'm your host. All right, so on today's episode, we have some pretty cool stuff. We are going to talk about the new Cobra Rad Driver, R-A-D, that is coming out. Um, we don't really know when it hit the USGA list this week, so we're going to take a look at that. We're going to talk about some leaked images of the new Callaway Epic lineup that we're kind of expecting in January sometime, I would uh, I would think. And then finally, we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some Masters-themed products that have come out this week, some limited edition type stuff that companies are putting out just for Masters Week. So let's get to it. All right, like I said, my name's Robert, and you're listening to the Green Fee Podcast. Now, before I get into any kind of equipment talk or any kind of golf talk whatsoever, I start with the bourbon of the day, and on today's podcast, we are drinking the Hochatown Distillery Bourbon. I talked about it a couple of episodes ago, but we have some more of it. It's aired out a little bit. It's gotten even smoother than it already was, and so I'm going to be enjoying that while we have a fun little discussion today. So let's go ahead, jump into it. We are going to talk about the new Cobra Rad Driver. Now, we don't have a ton of info on this. Actually, officially, it's not really a thing from Cobra yet, but I would have to imagine that since it made its appearance on the um, USGA conforming list this week, that we are probably dealing with something that is going to be pretty official. We also got three models of the driver. So we have the Rad Speed. Then we have the Rad Speed XB. And we have the Rad Speed XD as in dog. So what do those three models mean? All right, so the regular Rad Speed is probably going to be their better players driver. It's going to be the one that is lower spin. It's going to be lower launch, things like that. Probably a more compact head shape based on kind of what I'm seeing on these pictures. It looks to be a little bit smaller. Um, it's probably still 460, maybe a little bit deeper face. Um, it has two exchangeable weights, two changeable weights. So um, like Cobra's been doing in the past with the F8, the F9, I think, had it. Um, and then the speed zone, the regular speed zone had it as well. Sorry, I was just trying to remember. So um, the Rad Speed is going to be the lower spin one. You can move that heavyweight to the front, knock even more RPMs, things like that off. Also, the Rad Speed, I would think that it's going to be the one Bryson DeChambeau is going to play. Um, with his swing and his quest for distance that he's been doing, we really uh, he's been going with a lower, lower lofted driver. And this one is actually approved in a 5.5 degree. I wouldn't imagine there's many people out in this world who need a five and a half degree degree that aren't swinging on the long drive tour or named Bryson DeChambeau. So I would imagine, again, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. You can ask my wife, I promise. Um, but I would imagine he's going to be playing that five and a half degree. I was really hoping that we were going to see it at Augusta this week. I was hoping that we were going to see that 48 inch uh, rad speed driver, but looks like Bryson said he's spinning it too much, so he has decided to not put a 48-inch driver in play. So, you may remember 
when I talked about the ping stuff, ping has three lineups. They have the LST, they have the standard, and then they have the, um, um, the draw technology, SFT, the straight flight technology. You may remember I mentioned that on a previous podcast, which by the way, go check out the ping G425 podcast. I did a couple of, about a month and a half ago, I would imagine. But anyways, they have those three lineups, and it looks like Cobra's going to match them here. So the XB looks to be kind of the standard version. It doesn't have the dual weights. It's only got one weight in the back. So on the back of the – on towards the sole, really what that does is that's going to move that center of gravity low and back. And so what that's going to allow Cobra to do is launch the ball a little bit higher, a little bit more spin. But most importantly, it is going to dramatically increase the MOI of that club. MOI is kind of a measure of forgiveness, how much the club spins, uh, or twist, sorry, not spins, how much the club twists on off-center hits. The higher the moy, the MOI, the better. Um, that means it's less resistant to twisting on off-center hits. So that is the goal with the XB, it appears. That XB um, has that weight low and back. Also, the radial weights. I'll touch on these here in a minute, but the radial weights are some weights that um, it appears Cobra has put closer to the face to kind of lower that launch and spin a little bit. Again, I could be wrong on what these radial weights do and stuff like that. I don't have any of the tech story or can't tell you can't tell you exactly what it does, but I do see that there are some weights closer to the face. We'll talk more about those, um, but it looks like those are actually heavier in the standard rad speed. And the XB, they're a little bit lighter. And so what that does is that's going to allow Cobra, like I said, to really pull that weight back and get that uh, launch higher with more spin and just really increase that MOI. And then the third and final one is their version of the SFT. It's the XD, as in dog, or draw. So we can expect this one to really launch higher with a lot of spin. Um, it's also going to be for those players that struggle with the slice. Maybe they call it a power fade. We all know that it's actually a slice, but basically this one's going to help turn that club over, get that ball going left rather than right. What have they done to do this? They've actually added, they've took some, uh, they actually pretty much have the XB model. And then what they did is they took a 10, 10 gram weight. They put that in the heel and that's going to move that center of gravity towards the heel. And it's going to help that that club face shut faster. Another pretty obvious thing with this driver that says it's for slower swing speeds, people who need a little bit of help, is the fact that it's only approved in a 10 and a half and a 12 degree loft. So that is one thing to kind of be aware of is that if you want a low lofted XD, it's probably going to be a little hard to find for a little bit. They may do it in the future, but as of now, the USGA has only approved the 10 and a half and the 12 degree. So it also it also looks like we, the big the big tech story coming from Cobra this year. So every year, uh, companies have a tech that they really want to push, right? This past year, the Sim had that MOI core in the back, that like solid core that kind of wrapped around. You know, it made it allowed them to pull that weight deeper and lower and provide maximum forgiveness. That was kind of TaylorMade's big, big story this year. With the Maverick, we had the AI face, the face that was done with um, with AI to help enhance 
the um, ball speeds and forgiveness across the face. Um, so this year, Cobras was their wraparound face. They basically they had some stuff inside the head. The frame that they used was kind of based off F1. Their whole selling point was F1 this year, F1, F1. Looks like in 2021, that that technology story, at least coming from Cobra, we don't know much about anyone else's technology yet, but we do know from Cobra, we are going to get these radial weights. Now, what are radial weights? Honestly, your guess is as good as mine. I couldn't tell you. Um, what I can see, though, is that that the weights are, what they're going to do is they're going to help pull that weight they're going to help bring the center of gravity forward. And what that does is that increases launch while lowering spin. Okay. So if you get it low and forward, you're going to get high launch, low spin, which is the key to distance. Right. So I can understand what they're doing there. They may have a story of what's underneath the hood of this driver. But the reports I kept seeing was that a lot of the guys on tour, mainly DeChambeau and probably Ricky Fowler, were struggling with hitting it too they, they had too much spin on the driver. And so what they really wanted to do was get that weight a little bit forward and help knock some RPMs of spin off. So I would imagine that these radial weights are there to help with that. And if you're spinning it too much out on tour, you're not going to get the maximum distance, which honestly is hilarious to think about DeChambeau getting even more distance. But I digress, right? Ricky could use it at some sometimes so I don't blame him for being very particular about his driver and getting every yard but in a you know out on tour every yard makes a difference between getting paid and not getting any money so definitely be on the lookout for for what those radial weights do we know we're getting them it's just a matter of what good do they do the the club so it's just something to look out for and the third and final thing that I really noticed on this driver taking a look at it kind of um, through some other pictures I've I've seen of it. We're getting more infinity face. So the infinity face started with, I want to say the F8 and it really promoted over the last year. Cobra really, really took it to the next level by wrapping it around the crown of the, of the club. So on top, you could kind of see the, the milled lines and what that allowed them to do was save some weight and when they save that weight, they're they're able to really pull it and place it in other places on the club on the club head. And so since they're able to do that, they can use that weight elsewhere, right? They can put that lower and further back. They can do all that. It also improves consistency across the club face when the entire thing is milled and if they can pull it over the crown of the club. So overall, I think it's gonna be a pretty good driver for them. I I'm a I'm a fan of Cobra drivers. I actually have I had an F8 plus and I loved it. Oh my god, I love that club so much. But I was a fool and I traded it in for a speed zone. And I'll tell you, as somebody who's a loved the F9, loved the F8, the F9 just didn't beat my F8. But I did pick up a couple of yards with the speed zone, but I lost a lot of consistency with it. It was a very hard driver to hit. So, I am very curious to see how how these how these new drivers play out in the uh, in the grand scheme of things. It'll I I always love testing them. I think they they always look pretty cool. They always um, 
feel pretty great. So it's we'll see how it goes. All right, so that's kind of what I gathered from some pictures on the USGA website of the Cobra. Um, I got even fewer pictures of a Callaway Epic. Now, the picture I saw over the weekend was the Callaway Epic Max. Now, Max is typically Callaway's super forgiving, draw-biased club. I'll get into some things that give me the indicator that that's going to be true going forward. But there's a lot of other cool technology in this that I really want to talk about. First of all, the green color scheme is staying. Looks like they're they're going to partner it with black and white. So you're getting a green, black, and white driver. Looks like we they've gotten rid of kind of the silver that the Epic had and replaced it with white. It looks great. The club looks... I think it's a good-looking club. It may be a little busy on the bottom for a lot of people. I bet if I were reading some... Some picture or some comments on this on on different golf forums. Some people would have some opinions, that's for sure. But I don't know if I hate it. It it, it looks good in my opinion. It's a little busy, kind of futuristic looking. But let's let's go through some of the technology that we can kind of garner from just one picture. The first thing you notice on it when you look at it, one is the design, right? It, like I said, it looks kind of busy, but. The first thing you notice besides the design is four jailbreak little notches on the bottom. So jailbreak, if you're, if you're not sure, maybe you're new to golf. I, I hope I have some listeners that are new to golf. But jailbreak technology was something that was introduced, I want to say, with the original Epic driver. So what? So the original Epic was four years ago, I want to say. I would probably say it was probably four years ago. I'm trying to go back. It went Maverick. Then it went Epic Flash. Then Rogue. And then Epic before that. So that's what, four? Coming up on five years. And we are seeing our... We're seeing Jailbreak continue forward in that. So if they're going to use it for four, five years, what makes it great? So basically what Jailbreak technology is, is a piece of... It's either titanium or steel. I I can't remember off the top of my head. It would make more sense if it was titanium for weight purposes. But maybe it was steel? Ah. Anyways, it's it basically is a rod that connects the crown of the club to the uh, sole of the club. And what that does is that allows the face to rebound, but it maximizes the transfer of energy. So... If you have a solid piece of metal hitting something or something that doesn't flex too much, you're going to get a better rebound and you're going to get faster ball speeds. Now, it's a technology Callaway obviously loves a lot. And if they're doing it for four straight years, you know they love it a lot. But what's interesting about this Epic is this one doubles up on the jailbreak. So the original jailbreak has two notches kind of at the bottom that you can really, I think they're there for effect and it's where the, the jailbreak rods connect on the sole gives away for people to see technology, right? People love to see the technology in the club. That could be something that kind of hurt Cobra this past year is you couldn't see their little speed frame that they had inside the crown that the, 
that the club was built on. So they had to do a lot of cutout marketing, things like that. Uh, Callaway did a great job of, with this Epic, uh, making sure you could see the jailbreak technology. But anyways, it started out as two, two kind of buttons at the bottom, two kind of pin-looking things at the bottom. And in this model, we have four. So basically what we are seeing now is they're doubling up on the jailbreak technology. So what it, the rods, the original rods kind of frame the sweet spot, right? So they kind of are on the outside of the sweet spot. And this one, they've put these rods in the middle between the two original rods. So it's going to put it smack dab in the middle of the sweet spot. I would have to imagine that this is going to incre increase ball speeds all over the face, but it may give that little extra pop for, for uh, ball speeds in the middle of the face. I could also, I, I would also think that it's going to help improve ball speed consistency out of the middle of the face. Maybe with current jailbreak, what happens is, if you hit it a tiny bit out towards the toe, you get right on that rod and it sends it flying. That could be it. Um, but I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe that's what they're going for here. Now, jailbreak was a huge step forward for Callaway. In fact, when they brought it to their fairway woods with the Rogue, so it started with the Epic, and it wasn't in the Epic uh, fairway woods and hybrids. But they brought it to the to the fairway woods and it changed. It took things to the next level. I think jailbreak, the original uh, jailbreak was a huge jump, right? In in technology, it it took things to the next level. Um, like I like I like I said it. When I when I think about fairway woods, if I go if I go back probably eight to nine years, I. The biggest step up in technology I've ever seen since I've been around golf and have really cared about golf products was the distance gains people picked up with the original RBZ fairway wood, right? They were, I remember, I remember TaylorMade was saying, if you come into, I was working at Golf Galaxy at the time and they said, if you come in and, and you bring in your fairway wood, every yard you hit it further with this fairway wood, with the RBZ, we will give you a golf ball. And eventually we had to stop people from getting more than 15 golf balls. Now, jailbreak on the Rogue didn't take it that far, but jailbreak was giving people three, four extra yards. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but if you gave me three, four yards extra out of my fairway wood, that's that's pretty good. And all because we put some rods in a, in a fairway wood. So as much as jailbreak was a big jump, it's going to be very, very interesting, at least to me, right? I could, it may not be interesting to you, but to me, it's going to be really interesting to see how these changes in the jailbreak technology move Callaway going forward. Is this something that they keep going with in 2022? Do they use it in 2023? What if it flops? What if it becomes a huge, um, what if people don't see the distance gains with it, um, but it increased the cost of production for Callaway but people are seeing a yard pickup or they're just not selling a lot of them because they're not as, you know, they're just not as consistent or something like that. Are they going to back away from this technology? I really hope that if they do, if the two extra rods aren't successful or provide what they need, I hope they keep jailbreak technology 
throughout their driver and their fairway woods. I hope they keep it going forward, but it is going to be very interesting to see if these new rods take it to the next level. Another piece of, I don't know if I'd call it technology, but another piece of the design that I was very intrigued by was the use of a cavity on the back of a, on the sole of the driver. So the, one of the drivers that used is one of the more recognizable drivers, one for its color and two for its, for its appearance is going to be the, the Nike covert. One of the things you notice about it, one, it was bright red, bright red, but that's not the most noticeable feature of that club. The most notable feature of that club would have to be the fact that it was, it had a huge cavity on the bottom of it. Now, why do you use a cavity? The reason you use a cavity is you want to take weight from there and you want to put that weight in other places. Or when you take the weight from there, you want that weight to no longer be in that part. You want it to move across the face. So Nike, what they did is they had a cavity in the back of their driver that took up probably half the sole of the of the driver. And what that did is that moved all the weight forward. So there was nowhere but pretty much the front half of the driver had all the weight, right? And so that the use of the cavity allowed them to move the weight opposite of the cavity. In the back, it moves the weight forward. In this Callaway Epic, they're using a cavity, which is very interesting to see how they're going to use it on, on various models. Now, the Max, like I said, is um, typically their draw bias driver. And so what they've done is they've actually taken the cavity. So they've taken this cavity and they have moved it and they have used the cavity out on the toe of the club. Not all the way out on the toe, but, you know, the, the toe half of the club. They've put a cavity up there. So what that does is that allows the weight to come down towards the heel. That weight down towards the heel is going to make this club more draw biased. Okay. Now, what are they going to do with their low spin drive? Their, their low spin one, right? The one that they want to really make for the better player, the, the low launch, low spin one. Are they going to put a cavity, you know, towards the back? Are they going to really hollow it out and then add a weight track? It's going to be very interesting to see what Callaway does with this, right? If they're only using it for the max to get that weight down to the heel, okay, I get it. I get it. That's what you use it for. It makes total sense. But it, it, it's going to be interesting to see to see what they do with that. So be on the lookout for a cavity. I'm not saying that it's going to be on everything, but let, let's see what they do with it. Okay? It's definitely intriguing. And then, obviously, all this picture does is confirm a max model. This this The picture, it doesn't confirm. It, the name of the club could be the Epic Max. And this is like the Epic Max D. It could be. I don't know. But there are some keys that let me know that this is going to be their draw biased model. No matter what. First off is the use of the cavity in the toe. Now that cavity also sits in a section out on the toe of carbon fiber. Carbon fiber, carbon fiber, obviously way less dense than metal, right? Way less dense than titanium, stainless steel, anything they use in a golf club. It's going to be way less, 
less weight than that. So the use of the carbon fiber out on the toe along with the cavity lets me know that we're trying to move weight towards the heel, right? So if it's heavier on the heel side and there's a cavity up there, then this is obviously a draw-based driver. The other thing that gives me the idea that this is a draw-based driver is on the back side, there's a weight track. So also we're getting an adjustable weighted driver, which uh, Callaway does. The Epic lineup is their adjustable weighted lineup. So it's no surprise. But if you actually look at the weight in this picture, the weighted track, the weight track is actually down towards the heel, which again, leads me to believe, right? It's more on the heel side, leads me to believe that this club's designed for um, players who need help turning the ball over, right? It, it leads me to believe that we are talking some, some uh, draw by stuff. All right, so that kind of confirms Cobra, Callaway. We've talked about Ping in the past. So who are we waiting on right now? We're waiting on TaylorMade. We haven't seen anything leak out from TaylorMade. Titleist already has their stuff out. We've talked about that. So Titleist, TaylorMade, Cobra, Ping, Callaway. Those are all the big players. So we've we got a pretty good look of... Those aren't all the big players. Sorry, Cleveland. Sorry, Shrixon. Actually, we've seen the new Shrixon driver too. So, sorry all you guys, but the big five, we've seen the big five out. So, except for TaylorMade. The only one we haven't seen is TaylorMade. So, we have a pretty good idea of what we're going to see driver-wise next year. So, let's, uh, I can't, I cannot wait for, for new driver season to, to hit. I can't wait for all these models to become official, right? The Epic's not official. The red speed is not official. Um, in fact, we haven't even seen the Epic on the USGA list, so they could change it in the uh, in the meantime. We've seen Pink hit the USGA, so that's going to pretty much be official. It also hit overseas, so we got a good lookup of the of the drivers. Let me know. Send me an email. Contact me on social media. Let me know which one you're most looking forward to. I know which ones I'm most looking forward to, and I can't wait to hit all of them. All right, so now that we are done with drivers, let's talk about some kind of fun stuff that we see, right? When it comes to the majors, a lot of golf companies always put out some really cool-looking special edition stuff. We had a had a before the U.S. Open, I did it on some cool U.S. Open type stuff, but the Masters, you know, I love red, white, and blue. I'm as American as they come, both my parents were in the military, and and so I have a I have a nice relationship. I love I love the country, and I love the colors red, white, and blue. But something about that green and gold just just speaks to me on a different level. So let's look through some of the cool U.S. not U.S. Open, some cool Masters stuff that we got um, out this year. So the first thing I always see is the, the first companies that usually come out with something are usually golf shaft companies. The golf shaft companies usually have some pretty, pretty cool stuff. So the first thing I see is US Team Amia. They have their link shaft. Their link shaft is actually a pretty good shaft. This one is a, this is the link gun metal. So a little bit lower launch, lower spin. I wish it was the purple. 
that they were that they did this in because I would certainly try to get one. Um, but you know, beggars choosers. That's how it goes. Big fan of it. Love it. Um, got some really cool designs. Got some azaleas on there. Um, some cool limited edition um, stuff like that. So it's a it's a it's a good one. I really I really like it. The uh, they they managed to do their IP plating. I'm pretty sure it's IP plating. You know, when I sit and think about it, it could be really shiny paint, things like that. But I am fairly certain that it is a it is an IP finish. The uh, the azaleas on it look awesome. The green IP, incredible. Also, the link logo was already yellow, so it fits naturally. Great job by the team over there. I uh, love the people over there. Great looking golf shaft. If you can get your hands on it, it may be they're they're running a couple of cool contests online, but definitely try to get your hands on one. If you if you get one, you're gonna be pretty lucky. Another golf shaft company that did some cool stuff was Project X. Project X with their hazardous line, even if it's not technically pronounced hazardous, which it is a hazardous. Um, they got some stuff where their hazardous lineup, the words on the shaft actually say uh, they have azaleas. They have some with the with basically the peach emoji on it too. So that's kind of a cool one. Definitely looks good. I would I would say that. Always, they, their stuff always looks great. I, I'm a big fan of the way their limited edition stuff looks. Their Stars and Stripe one was cool, and their uh, their Georgia one, their uh, Masters one has been pretty cool. Another cool one is another cool little limited edition thing is uh, Roy McElroy's playing an Augusta Peach TP5 ball. So um, instead of a number, it's got the it's got a Georgia Peach on it. So that's pretty cool. Like that a lot. Sticking with TaylorMade, we are going to have a new staff bag from them. And whew, they usually have a good one, but this one right here is incredible. So it is all white, kind of like the caddy uniform, which is kind of cool. They, they went all white on it except for the words. And so it's got TaylorMade. The strap, and then the very top of it is green, master's green. It's got green rivets on everything. It is beautiful. And let me also tell you this. I gotta say, the head covers are pretty awesome as well. So they're white with green writing, and they say and and the numbers on them look like the like the scoreboard numbers that you often see on the scoreboards at Augusta. So pretty cool stuff there. We got Puma came out with some limited edition shoes. So I I don't think these look great. I think they're kind of cool. The Azalea tongue is pretty cool, but the green just doesn't quite match up in my mind, but I like them. I, I, they're not my favorite, but they're, they're cool for um, an Augusta themed pair of shoes. Callaway has a beautiful staff bag as well. You're looking at all white with green letters um, with an azalea kind of right above the ball pocket. Um, another cool thing is they have limited edition Odyssey head covers that have a giant azalea on them. 
And I really hope that that pink flower is the azalea and I'm not just an idiot. Um, let's see. Let's see. Who else has got some cool stuff? Footjoy released some gold, gold pro SLs. Um, basically they're all white with gold letters, gold FJ on the side, gold spikes on the bottom. So those are kind of cool looking. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the really ugly Nike NRG, uh, shoes. They have kind of the, the laces cover on the, on the top. Part of me loves it. Part of me hates it. You know, I, you'll see somebody at, at your country club wearing them, but not, not the coolest, not the dumbest. I like them. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to keep scrolling, scrolling through here. See what else we can find. Some cool stuff. Talked about that. Oh, there's one. Holy moly. I can't believe I forgot about this. The Cobra Wedge. So they have the MIM Wedge, the MIM Wedge, which the MIM technology is going to be in their new uh, King Tour, Tour King Iron, which I'll get into in a later podcast once I get a little bit more on that. Um, anyways, um, the... It, it's kind of a brushed copper uh, finish on the wedge. And then it's got some cool green, pink, and yellow, quote, gold uh, flowers on them. All the writing's in green. Kind of a copper, brushed copper, worn copper finish. And it looks pretty cool. Uh, when I first saw it, first time I saw it, I went, oh, my God. Because it is beautiful. So take a look. Definitely, definitely. Take a look at them. Another cool thing is the um, Adidas-inspired gear. So at Augusta, they have something called the Crow's Nest, which is where all the amateurs stay. So they have a whole lineup of stuff inspired by that. The hat kind of has a crow and a nest on it. It's a bucket hat. Kind of cool looking. But what's really cool is the shoes. The shoes are a spikeless shoe. I don't even know. It's the cross knit. And what's cool is on the bottom it says low am. So low amateur. Kind of cool. Pretty. A lot of thought went into it, which is something I can really appreciate there. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. So we have talked about, let's see, we talked new Cobra driver that exists but doesn't exist but definitely exists. We have talked about the new Callaway driver that exists but doesn't exist and some cool limited edition Masters stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun Masters week. Let me know on social media at the Green Fee who you think is going to win this week. I, I definitely don't have money. I have money. On Tony Finau and Ricky Fowler. So they're not necessarily who I think will win. But they are the ones that gave me pretty good odds for how well I, how how great of a chance I think they have. So I have some money writing on that. I mean, I don't have money writing on that. So I will be cheering for those two. Who are you cheering for? Find me on social media. Like, subscribe to this podcast first off. Leave me a comment below. Please rate it all five or ten, whatever it is, on on Facebook. So please, please, please like it on uh, on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, 
wherever you get your podcast from, like it on there, rate it, tell everybody, share it with your friends. Definitely do that. That's number one. Number two, find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook. If you search The Green Fee. You can find me on Twitter at The Green Fee One. You can find me on Instagram at The Green Fee. You can also find me on YouTube where I am going to be wrapping up my Golf Equipment 101 series this week, hopefully. I fully plan on filming it and hopefully I can get that done. Uh, unfortunately, you do have to look at my face for it, but it's a great thing for beginners. So take a look there. Like I said, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, not on Parlor. Don't expect me over there. Um, let's see, anywhere else? I can't think of anything. So until next week, hit them straight and cheers. <laughs>